The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, episode 388, the 388th convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher that's what we do here. We help you win your leagues and win that cash as we put the fun in functional sports content. And I got to tell you something. I'm excited because football is like officially starting in about an hour. The 2019 season officially kicks off with the Hall of Fame game in about an hour. So I'm excited. Listen, I'm going to tell you how to make some money tonight. Okay. I'm going to give you some DFS leans for tonight. I am going to give you some plays to put a little shekels on some football action tonight so we can start winning a little bit of cash, all right? That's going to be good. We started our AFC North division previews, I believe, over, uh, you know, on Monday earlier in the week. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, keep that going. We will give you part two of that. I believe we talked Cleveland, and I believe we talked Baltimore last time. So we're going to talk Pittsburgh, and we're going to talk Cincinnati. We'll make our bets, and then, of course, we will put the fun in functional sports content. I got to update you guys on a couple of stories, all right? But first, let's get into the trade deadline of Major League Baseball real quick because I want to give you my takeaways there because then, honestly, we are all football all the time moving forward forward and part of the reason I'm comfortable moving on from baseball is because the damn Astros traded for Zach Greinke and the Yankees did squadoosh and that doesn't make me as a Yankee fan feel too good okay the big moves though what you need to know yeah some relievers were moved yeah some bats like Nick Castellanos was moved but really the three big arms that were moved were, first of all, Bauer going to the Reds, right, for Yasiel Puig and in a three-way deal, Franmil Reyes. The Indians get the power bats that they wanted. These guys combined for, I think, 50 home runs so far. They needed that. And then what's really interesting is tonight, starting for the in- Indians, is um, Danny Salazar. 
back with the big club, okay? So when you see Corey Kluber potentially coming back, it made Bauer expendable. That is a big move. A lot of people think that the Indians now have the second best, you know, kind of shot in the American League because of the pitching that they would be able to go toe-to-toe with the Houston Astros. I personally disagree, but that's besides the point. The Stroman deal to the Mets is getting curiouser and curiouser to me. Are the Mets now really going to try and make another little shot here and organize with DeGrom, Stroman, Syndergaard, and Wheeler? Very interesting. I think, you know, let him take a shot. They got good starting pitching. I don't think it's going to work, but I don't understand why Toronto did the asking price that it got. You know, I've said this before. If the six and seven arms in the Mets system was good enough to get Stroman, then how the hell did the Yankees not get in there, okay? But really the thing for me is that Zach Greinke is with the Houston Astros. Joe Ranieri said it this morning, okay? Now it's like the Astros are the damn Golden State Warriors, okay, of Major League Baseball. And in that scenario, Greinke is Kevin Durant, the one who is making it kind of unfair. And when you juxtapose that against the Yankees doing, like I said, squadoosh, Um, I'm okay to move to football. All right, so we are going to be all football all the time. I did want to say the last thing, though, about this Yasiel Puig part of the deal. Did you see the benches clearing brawl that happened after the Reds had traded away Yasiel Puig? This means that for the first time in history, we had a major league brawl with three major league teams involved. It was Pirates and Reds, but because at the time, Technically, Yasiel Puig was a member of the Cleveland Indians. That means there were three teams represented in that brawl. I think it's absolutely crazy. The last thing I will say, because I was giving you fantasy baseball. Remember I was talking about the innings limits of some guys, the Paddocks of the world, the the, uh, Max Freeds in Atlanta. The other thing I said was if you were in AL and only leagues and you had some of these stud starting pitchers that were on the trading block, that you might have been prudent to sell for 80 cents on the dollar. I told you that, and I named some of these guys. And now look at the big names that move. Bauer from the AL to the NL. Poof, gone. Stroman from the AL to the NL. Poof, gone. Grinky from the NL to the AL. Poof, gone, okay? So that's why I try and get ahead of it. this. I try to teach you how to fish to win your leagues and win that cash, all right? We got a poll question up, and we're going to get into it, the injuries, the holdouts. We go to the NFL here. My poll question is right now, Who would you draft first in a redraft league if it gets to you in fantasy football? Which Bengals wide receiver would you draft first right now? Would you draft Tyler Boyd, ascending potential wide receiver two? Or would you draft A.J. Green, taking the the, uh, kind of risk that he's going to miss, oh, maybe only two or three games? I'm going to tell you why... Um, I, to be honest, I might fade both of them. We're going to do Diamonds and Fugazes in the AFC North. I'm going to give you an update on the holdouts. Well, we got more OJ to discuss as well. He has thoughts on other running backs like Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see what he has to say. And I got an industry league up tomorrow that I want to talk about because I'm going to be competing against a lot of the names you know. And I have a very interesting spot in the draft order. So I want to tell you how it plays out from that draft spot. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Dilly dilly to the stats over beat cypher. And by the way, Jilly, I want to know. I think this is episode 388. That means that episode 420, Jill... I think is on Thanksgiving itself. Can you check my math, Jilly? I want to find out. Let me know on the other side of the break with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. It's the fantasy freestyle, you heard? 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Episode 388 of the Fantasy Freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We got the crew in the chat room, as usual, saying what's up to everybody. It's a great culture with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. If you're new to the show, if this is like the first football season, you're getting down with the spitting statistician. Mendo giving me shade because you're thinking I'm only a New Yorker caring about the Yankees. I was talking about all the, I was talking about all the moves, bro. Come on, Mendo. I was talking about Garrett, uh, you know, Zach Grinky, what that does for the Astros, the Bauer move, the Yasiel Puig getting in a brawl. It is very interesting. Stroman deal to the Mets is also very interesting to me. Um, and I got a lot of people talking about the stats overbeat Cypher League. Listen, I tried to, I, it was hard, okay, but I had to involve. My Patreons that subscribe, I had to, you know, kind of whoever got to me quickest and sent me the information, and I sent out a um, emails to people who are on the waiting list and those who are in. If you are in, you've already signed up. The league is full. We'll go through it probably on uh, next Monday. We'll go through it, and what I'll do is I will randomize the draft order live on air so everybody can see it, okay? I randomized, like, the schedule and stuff like that. So we'll get into that. Everybody has paid up. So, yes, um, everybody, just so you guys know, um, you know, uh, yes, the league is full. Um, if anybody does happen to drop out, we'll go to the wait list. Perry Ying, will we stream the draft? No, we will not stream the draft. The draft is on a Sunday night, people. See, and that's the thing. Like, everybody, this is why, uh, you know, we're doing what we're doing, people. Come on, come on. Don't, we can't please everybody all the time. I love you guys, but I'm just doing it. So we're going to do it. And with these settings and this is what we're doing and it's all good. All right, I'll let's get into during the draft. What's that? What's that, Danny? I said I will stream live during the draft. Danny will stream the draft. <laughs> there you go. I don't that fine. Thank you, Danny. Danny will stream the draft. The true MVP of the stats overbeat cipher. All right, let's get into it. Updates since the last time the cipher met Listen, Michael Thomas got paid. He got five-year extension, $100 million. He is the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, $61 million guaranteed. I like it. I told you, Michael Thomas is my number three wide receiver. Okay, behind only D-Hop and Devontae Adams, I have my head of Julio Jones, ahead of Odell Beckham, ahead of Juju and Antonio Brown and others, okay? I like the offense. I like the fact that Drew Brees had something like an 85% completion rate to him. This is the guy who has the most catches in the first – Three years of his NFL career. Give me some Michael Thomas. We got to like that. He's a first-round draft pick. I believe he is. Dallas, listen, with the Zeke contract, so, like, that one ended well, right? Michael Thomas got his money. Cool. Zeke, listen, he in Mexico, he in, you know, wherever it is, Cabo or whatever it is. And by the way, I heard someone else say this, like, if you're going to be really working out, do you really go, Danny, would you really go to a country where you can't drink the damn water if you're really there to work out? No. I mean, no. You're there to do go to more techno festivals, bro. But 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 he's he's not drinking regular water. He's drinking bottled water. Whatever. 
whatever. At home, like you're not training, bro. Like it's like it's just not the case. He's out there partying. He's chilling. I I digress. And Dallas signed Alfred Morris. Okay, that is a veteran guy for them to still be able to run in camp stuff like that. I don't. I still think I'm not dropping Ezekiel Elliott in ranks or anything like that. But. I will say, if this lingers for a little while, it does bear watching. Trent Williams is something I keep bringing up. I think he is going to get traded. I hope the Jets trade for him. I think the Houston Texans may want to be interested in a guy like Trent Williams. Remember, they've got Sean Watson, and remember, his ribs, no good. He's got to ride a bus sometimes, okay? I think the Texans and the Jets could be involved for a potential Trent Williams deal. Remember, the uh, Washington football team signed tackle Donald Penn as insurance because they am sure don't want Eric Flowers blocking the blind side of potential rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins. And now the Melvin Gordon thing is interesting, okay? Let me tell you something. They uh, officially kind of demanded a trade today, and this changes it slightly for me. I was kind of confident that Melvin Gordon was going to come back and be in a Chargers uniform week one. Now I'm not so sure. I'm more 50-50 on this. I don't know if this is a bluff by Melvin Gordon and and his camp. Uh, I think it could be real. I think he could be drawing a real line in the sand and the Chargers may look to trade him. And that would be really good for guys like Austin Eckler, guys like Jackson, right? But that would be really bad for someone else in the NFL. Whatever team he goes to, it, com- it would completely change the running back room in the- on that team, okay? So keep an eye out on this. And I'm here to say that if you got a shares and dynasty of Eckler or Jackson, they belong uh, more... Uh, kind of more serious consideration for keepers, things of that nature, I would bump up Austin Eckler. I would take a flyer on him as a flex play or as even potentially an RB2 if this looks like Gordon will be gone, all right? The injuries, obviously the big one is A.J. Green. That's why the poll question is up. He had surgery. And here's the thing that bothers me big time, all right? New head coach Zach Taylor now says, here's the quote. They hope to get him back for the beginning half of the season. We heard this was going to be six to eight weeks from, you know, five weeks before the season. So at first I was thinking, oh, he might miss two or three games. Now they're saying they hope they get him back in the first eight games? Yo, that is no good news. John Ross also has a hammy. It's almost like they're the giants of the, of the AFC. I think there's a lot of um, parallels there. I think both of those teams will pick in the top five of the 2020 draft. I think both of those teams just had their wide receiver room eviscerated by injury or other situation. Both of them have a truly ascending RB1 in Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon, who, by the way, I have Joe Mixon as like running back seven or eight. I think he is a first-round pick. All right. Um, Especially if you're going to drop Melvin Gordon. Right. And I think and this is kind of like the hot take I'll get to a little bit more when we get into the AFC North. I think both of these teams will eventually have rookies making starts at quarterback in the second half of the season. Yep, that's right. Both of these teams, I think that is possible because it goes so far off the rails in Cincinnati. Okay, Jarek McKinnon. They stretched him out a little bit more. He was supposed to come back off the pup list. They're still saying he's going to be there a couple more days. Anytime he misses is better for, you know, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida to get those reps. I still ultimately think Coleman will be the lead back. McKinnon will be the pass catching back. And I think Breida is the one that's SOL kind of Fugazi status. Um, others have come back already from what you thought was going to be problems on the pup list. Guys like Jameson Crowder. You can't worry about this, guys. 
Okay, yeah, there's going to be pulls and, 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 and tweaks and stuff like that, but we are five weeks away from the NFL season. So someone being on that active pup list could be just like a three-day stint there. Don't worry about that. New signing that I do think is interesting. And by the way, we knew about this. We talked about this. The Lions cut Theo Riddick, okay? I said this. We knew this. He signed with the Denver Broncos. I think that's interesting. I think this could be, watch this, all right? Because Philip Lindsay. That could eat into him. You know, they, they're starting to talk buzz about Royce Freeman being like, you know, someone that they can actually uh, want to have as an even split. If this gets clouded even further with Theo Riddick, I would start to fade Philip Lindsay. All right. You got a lot of buzz on guys like Mark Andrews. I think he's a sleeping for tight end. You got a lot of conversation about the running back situation in Tampa, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. Okay. Uh, Bruce Arians coming out saying that that could be a good uh, battle. For RB1, but my man Danny Otto finally had the drop, has the drop finally that we are going to use. This is going to be our our nickname song. Last year was Kenny Galladay. I brought up that Theo Riddick signed with Denver. He is gone from Detroit. And Danny, you know what that means. So when you're lost and alone and sinking like a stone, Danny, what should our teams and the stats over beat Cypher do? Carry on, carry on. Yeah. That's going to be the official jam of the Stats Overbeat Cypher this season. And listen, guys, the Hall of Fame game is tonight. It all starts. Let me tell you something. Right now, the Broncos are minus 2.5. Your total is 34.5. I'm going to give you a nugget, okay? In the last seven seasons in preseason, week one of the preseason with the Hall of Fame game included, there have only been... I think the number is three over the last four or over the last seven seasons. Excuse me. There have only been three games in this first week that have had more than 34 points scored. The over-under in tonight's game is 34 and a half. We've already heard from Quinn that these Falcons are not going. We already know there's no Joe Flacco today. Okay. I'm telling you, I like the under Early on, defense is ahead of offense. You like it. They play vanilla concepts. No one's trying to throw the ball deep. All right. I like the under today. Um, on You can get it at 34 and a half, 35. I like the under to make a little bit of cash tonight. When we come back on the other side, I'll give you a little bit of DFS leaning, some guys to target in DFS, and we look at the AFC North, diamonds and fugazis, as we carry on here with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back with the spitting statistician, Dilly Dilly. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Hey, welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle here. Stats over beats Cypher. Yatu Sabe. Okay, Danny is the MVP, people, because he's going to be streaming the draft. 
so you guys could check that out. Perry Yang asking about, did you hear AJ Green got injured because they practice on cement? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't cement necessarily, Perry Yang, but it was the Dayton field, I believe, and definitely uh, Tyler Boyd was talking a lot of smack about that for sure. I want to tell you guys something, okay? We're talking about the stats over Beast League, and thank you to everybody who's in. We'll, we'll talk about who's in uh, next week, and the draft is going to be on the 25th, I believe. But I got another draft tomorrow. Okay, um, it's a heavyweight one. All right, guys, it's the Flex League of Experts. We're drafting tomorrow. It's going to be recorded on Sirius, I believe. All right, I'm in the super. I'm in the super flex one. Check this out with our with friends of the show, right? With guys like Joe Pisapia, Frank Stanfill, Adam Ronis, Matt Modica, the King Scott Engel, <laughs> the the uh, uh, you know. The uh, fantasy executive, Corey Parsons, okay? The all-in kid, Jake Seeley. You know what it is. We're getting it in tomorrow. And they did the random draft order. And I have the number one pick. All right? So I'm picking from number one. And I got to tell you something. I like the way it plays out. I'll tell you right now. I'll say it out loud. I don't care. I'm taking Saquon one. Okay, and then when it comes back to me, I already talked about how I kind of like it and we did it through the strategy. But here's the thing. This is what I want to say for anybody drafting number one. You really got to or even number 12. You got to watch out for that run. I'm in a super. This is a super flex league. So like I could miss out on quarterbacks, you know, because I'm going to have what, 22, 23 picks in between mine. I could get eviscerated like multiple tiers of quarterbacks could go. I'm also very sensitive and will keep a very close eye on the tight end position. Because let's say, you know, I have the, um, let's say I don't get one of these top, top guys, the Ertzes, you know, that one of those guys. In the 4-5 or five turn, will I have the, you know, the Hunter Henrys, the Evan Ingrams? At the 6-7 turn, who's there? You know, so you really got to watch out for the runs, especially for quarterback and tight end, especially in a super flex. But it's going to be a good old time, okay? The Flex League of Experts is going to be drafting tomorrow. I named some of the people that y'all know that are going to be in it. And then, you know, we're going to draft. Uh, we're going to have a couple beers afterwards as well, you know, put the fun and functional sports drafting. All right, so maybe you could check it out uh, on social media. Maybe my Patreons will put some stuff up for that. I also wanted to play this because uh, we're talking about the, um, you know, the, uh, the holdouts of Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, someone's got thoughts on it. Someone's got thoughts on it, and he tweeted, and I told you I was going to share the person's tweets a bunch. OJ tweeted, what do you think OJ has to say about these running backs wanting to get their money? Let's find out. Danny, if you're ready with that OJ audio, he had some thoughts on, uh, you know, he had some thoughts on Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, these guys getting their money. I bet he wants them to get paid. Let's listen. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Now, today I'm going to talk about two subjects, uh, fantasy football and the debates tonight. The debates. In football, we have two of the best running backs uh, holding out, Ezekiel Elliott down in Dallas and uh, Melvin Gordon uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers. As far as Ezekiel is concerned, hey, look, this guy's outperformed his rookie contract. And Jerry Jones, let's face it, with him, you're a playoff Super Bowl caliber team. Without him, you may not even make the playoffs. Now, I kind of understand the situation with Gordon because he misses games. Plus, they have this guy Eckler and this guy Jackson, some pretty good Great backups. analysis out of OJ. But Mr. Spanos, when this guy's on the field playing, he's one of the best in the game. I think you can probably do an incentive-based contract oh, or something. He's got the answer. I just no know problem. this. 
This is not the kind of guy you can have miss summer training camp because then I guarantee you he will get hurt. Hey, look, this is what running backs looking forward to. He's showing future. a picture of his torn he has ACL. The shortest career. I got one too, OJ. And we may be limping the rest I have of our lives. So pay these guys. <laughs> as far as the debates are concerned. All right, then he goes into the debate. So, Danny, no surprise. Brother man who was a running back wants the running backs to get paid. No surprise there. Right. right. Yeah. And then here's the other thing, and I was going to say it. And, you know, I want to throw this out to the stats overbeat cipher real quick, and then we're going to go into the AFC North. He just talked about the debate, right? Did you see they played the national anthem at the debate last night before the debates? It got me thinking, like, where else besides a sporting event do they play the national anthem? You know what I'm saying? I was wondering, like, it, it, it struck me as weird. I was, like, flipping channels, and I saw it, and I was like, they're playing the national anthem with the color guard for a debate? Like, in the chat room, tell me, where have you ever heard or experienced the national anthem outside of a sporting event, at a debate, at a parade, just randomly in a ceremony? It was weird to me. It was, it was, it was weird. Uh, I don't know if I liked it or not, but I digress. In any event, all right, AFC North is where we were. We did a couple of teams already. Let's dive into these Pittsburgh Steelers. If you are real deal stats over beat cipher, you gotta know. You have to know my diamond in the rough for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on, people. I was on them last year. More people are on them this year. The Steelers have more targets that have gone elsewhere than almost any other team. Antonio Brown gone. Jesse James gone. We know Lev Bell ain't coming through that door. We know. Who speeds his diamond in the rough for the Pittsburgh Steelers is, right? Or do I have to do the stiff arm so you know? It's Vance McDonald. That's right, strong style. You know I have been on Vance McDonald. And listen, I think without Jesse James there, and there's questions about who is the number two wide receiver there, I like Vance McDonald. I see him as – I would rather have Vance McDonald than David Njoku. I know people think I'm crazy, but I expect regression from Eric Ebron, especially in touchdowns. I like Vance McDonald in that area around tight end, oh, eight or nine. And I'm going to – he's a guy I will be happy to have a little bit later on. Vance will make you dance. You know what I'm saying? I like Vance McDonald a lot. I would take him over Eric Ebron. Let me say that again. Over Eric Ebron. After you get through the O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, those are my four, five, six, seven. I can understand Vance McDonald as high as tight end eight. All right? Um, no, not over Hunter Henry, strong style, okay? My, my, that mid-tier, that tier two for me is O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, okay? That's what, four, five, six, seven, all right? Obviously, you have uh, Kelsey Ertz-Kittle, right? I believe the top of that next tier is Vance McDonald, over Njoku, over Ebron, okay? I like Vance McDonald. My, however, Fugazi, four. The Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's all relative, right? It's all relative. You know, I I love Juju. Okay? I love Juju. I just wonder, I wonder if the love is so high. Is he going to really be a top five wideout? Is he really going to be? I like him a lot. But now, no AB. Similar to what I was talking about with Tyler Boyd. I like Juju. At that level, though, there's just at that point where it's just like, what, early second round, mid second round, would I take Juju over Antonio Brown? Would I take him over Odell? 
You know, I'm not saying he's like a, a, a fugazi. I don't think he's going to defecate the mattress, okay, people? But, I, you know, I don't know if he's the guy I would take in that space, okay? Give me, give me Odell. Give me Mike Evans even over him. You know, I, I, just, I, I, I just have a funny feeling about Juju this year. Don't get me wrong. If he's your wide receiver one, it's nothing to scoff at. What I will also say about the Steelers is Big Ben, the hate is going too far. He's like QB after. If you're in a 12-team league, everybody can have drafted a quarterback. Big Ben will still be there. Big Ben led the NFL in passing yards last year. He led the NFL in passing attempts last year. He led the NFL in completions last year. Like, guys, I know he's getting up there in age, but he's one of those safe guys. If I can later on in my draft get a Ben Roethlisberger and a Kyler Murray or a Ben Roethlisberger and a Jameis Winston that's safe and upside, I'm very excited about that. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals. We just talked about them, uh, you know, uh, A.J. Green, I'm a little bit worried about. I was going to fade him anyway, right, because he was that wide receiver over 30 years old who hasn't finished two of the last three seasons. So he was a little bit of a fugazi for me anyway. Let me give you my diamond. This is going to be something people are like, speeds, you're crazy. I just told you about, like, Vance McDonald as, like, tight end eight or nine, right? You got an Ebron. You got an Njoku. You got a, I don't know, a Delaney Walker, let's say, right, to get you to 12. After that, there's a lot of people that people are going to take flyers on. Austin Hooper, Chris Herndon, right? Greg Olson. If I'm going to take a flyer, and I said this about Jordan Reed, right? And if, if it doesn't go well, if they get hurt, I could just drop them and pick up another replacement level guy. And the same can be said for Tyler Eifert. If healthy. We've seen him be a top-five tight end. If healthy, and John Ross is banged up at a hammy, and A.J. Green isn't on the field, he's just as worth a shot as anybody you see as tight end like 14 in a, in a rankings. And I've seen it before. And it's low stakes. If it doesn't go well, drop him. If he gets hurt in week four, drop him. You know, so I think he could be a, a true meaning of the diamond in the rough. He's a diamond because he could be a top five if they give it to him. We've seen it before. He had a season with 13 or 14 touchdowns like Ebron's last year. Keep an eye on him if he's still around there late as a flyer tight end, okay? I love me some Joe Mixon, my bro. I will take him in the back end of the first round. I'll take him above Dalvin Cook. I'll take him above uh, Nick Chubb. I will take me some Joe Mixon right around the James Conner side, right around RB 78 Something like that. He is a first-round pick for me. All right, so there's a little bit about the uh, you know the the rest of the AFC uh, North. I'll give you some win totals, some stuff like that when we come back on the other side of the break. And then what we'll also do, if you want to holler at the spitting statistician, we'll open the phone lines. The number to call is 844-843-6879. I'll give you my win total leans, my bets for the division. And then I do want to hear from you guys. Where else have you ever heard the national anthem outside of a sporting event? I'm very interested in this. It was just odd for me, people. And I got an update on our esports conversation that I think is very interesting as well. Whether they're athletes or not, there's some serious things going on in esports. We'll talk about it. Fantasy freestyle, dilly dilly. Holler at the spitting statistician if you want. There's football in 20 minutes. Bet that under.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Yeah, you know what it is. It's That's Over Beat Cypher, episode 388. I know Jeremy McMahon is excited. I think if we did the math, Jeremy, I think episode 420 is, in fact, Thanksgiving weekend or on Thanksgiving Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day itself. So I may not do a full-on show, but maybe on Patreon I'll have to, uh, you know, uh, celebrate episode 420 with y'all. By the way, listen, guys, I'm starting to get a lot more questions on social media. Let me tell you something. Best is to subscribe on Patreon, please. I guarantee you responses. We do some other fun stuff out there as well. The community is real. But if you're going to hit me up on Twitter, please use the hashtag StatsOverBeats. This way I know you're part of the cipher, and I'll, I'll do my best to respond to you, all right? We got some people in the chat room as well. People, listen, Big Ben spreading the ball, strong style, right? Could the Steelers become a herd? Why do we think Juju will be such a target monster? I don't know. Listen, I'm not completely poo-pooing him. He's a wide receiver one, okay? He's a second-round draft pick. I get it. But I do think the Steelers could be something of a herd. Somebody else said Big Ben won me a strong style. said Big Ben won me a championship. Yo, last year, remember I telling everybody to wait on quarterback? There was a league last year where I went late and I got, like, quarterbacks, you know, 11 and 14, and I rode with Patrick Mahomes and Big Ben as my two quarterbacks. Yeah, I won that league and won that cash. You know what I'm saying? Perry Ying saying he used to do the um, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance in school. You know, stuff like that. But it is interesting, right? They do it in California in court, says Strong Style. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, man, we're going to make that turkey joint for sure. All right, I said DFS. Listen, to football is starting in 20 minutes, people. All right? Get your DFS lineups in. Let me tell you some leans here. I'm looking at FanDuel where you do the five-person lineup with the MVP, you know, like the captain's chair or whatever. This is all about snap counts, okay? First of all, I like preseason DFS. You know why? Because all the squares out there that are going to play are going to put the names we know. They ain't playing tonight. Matt Ryan ain't playing. Julio Jones ain't playing. We ain't seeing more than a series out of these people, okay? So there's a, you. if you know who's getting the volume, who's getting the snap counts, you could look at the beat reporters, things of that nature, and you find the guys that are playing the entire second half as opposed to the guys playing two drives in the first quarter. You know, you really have a volume edge here. And also in preseason DFS, everybody's the same price. Okay, so let me give you something I like here that you can make some cash right now I'm saying bet the under. I have a lean to Denver in this game on the money line, just so you know. It's not a strong play. I, my stronger play is the under at 34.5. I'm seeing some places at 35. But for DFS, let me tell you something. Matt Ryan ain't playing. Matt Schaub is the backup there. He's the veteran. You know who they want to see, though? This kid, their next quarterback, is a kid named Kirk. You ready for this? Kirk Ben Kirk. Okay, this is a guy that was like on their practice squad all last year. So he knows the, you know, players and stuff. He's part of the team. And they don't need to see Matt Schaub. They know what they have in Matt Schaub. This kid, Kirk Benkirk, is going to play, I think, a disproportionate amount of time. He is going to be the quarterback in this game that I believe gets the most snaps on either side. 
He's in my MVP chair tonight. Kirk Benkirk is in my MVP chair for DFS tonight. Now, in preseason, most teams, this is when they may run out multiple kickers, right? Get someone to give it a shot. Let me tell you something. Brandon McManus, however, is the only kicker on the Denver roster. And in a game where I like the under, where I think the defense is ahead of the offense, I'm going to have kicker Brandon McManus in my lineup tonight, okay? Then what I'm looking at, is try and play the same game on the Denver side. We know Kevin Hogan is going to start for the Broncos. And then Drew Locke is coming in. And then Brett Rippon is coming in, okay, after that. A lot of people are going to have Drew Locke. A lot of people know Drew Locke. Drew Locke might play a good portion of the time, but so will this kid Brett Rippon. And I'm going to tell you something. If you want to zig when everybody else is zagging, Kirk Benkirk and Brett Rippon. I have them both in a tournament lineup along with kicker uh, McManus, Brandon McManus, okay? Now, I want to tell you about some guys that, you know, beat reporters have been saying look good, have stuff to, 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 to prove. The Atlanta running back room is interesting because you ain't going to see Devontae Freeman. You don't even need to see Edo Smith, okay? Two guys that I think may get burned tonight. One, Former, uh, you know, we've seen him on a number of teams. Former Oregon Duck. Kenyon Barner is with them. He's a speed guy. Listen, all right. And when defenses are playing basic vanilla stuff, that might be interesting. The other guy in Atlanta that I like as a running back is Brian Hill. Brian Hill is a guy that's showing some chops as a pass catcher as well, swinging it out of the backfield, screen passes. I think those are things that get installed easy and early. And I think those guys could be worth the play. Kenyon Barner and uh, Benny Hill today for Brian Hill, excuse me, for Atlanta. So I gave you, I like both the quarterbacks in there. I'll take the kicker, McManus, because he's the only one on the roster. I give you a Barner and Hill. On the Denver side, two pass catchers I like. One, everybody's on Noah Fant as the tight end, the high draft pick. Don't don't watch this other tight end out of Wisconsin, Troy Fumagalli. He has been all the rave in camp so far, okay? They say he has been the best tight end on the field. I think he will get some looks tonight because, remember, they got Noah Fant. They have Jake Butt coming back from injury. I think Fumagalli is going to get a chance to shine tonight. And he's going to be low-owned, okay? I like Fumagalli. And remember, at wideout, right, Manny Sanders working back. Portland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. Hamilton out with a hammy. Portland Sutton, they're not going to have him much. He's a starter. Tim Patrick, however, is a big body receiver that has gotten burned. I think he could become something of a safety blanket. I like Patrick and Fumagalli on the Denver side. I like Barner and Hill on the Atlanta side. I'm telling you, McManus is safe because he's the only kicker on the roster. And I would go with these backup quarterbacks, these practice squad quarterbacks, because they are going to get the volume in this game. All right, we were talking about the AFC North. Listen, my best bet, honestly, and Jilly Dilly will tell you, I was all over the Cleveland Browns early, but I think it's gone way too far. The public steaming this has gone way too far to the point where they're plus 120 favorites. So I think the safest bet in the division is Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers because I think, this, listen, this Baltimore Ravens, it's like the Wildcat. It's like the read option. It was cool, but now we got tape on it. I don't know that Lamar Jackson survived 16 games doing that, right? So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers at like plus 170, plus 180 to win the division. I think that's a good bet because the public is all over Cleveland. I think people are forgetting about the blue chip Steelers that are in that division. Danny, because I like the drop so much, though, can we just talk? What do you do, Danny, when you're lost and alone and you're sinking like a stone? 
Absolutely. And tell the guys down there in the fantasy pit of misery, if my boy Metal Matt is there, the next time we play that carry on and I hit the damn drums, can we turn this into a gif or something? Can we gif carry that? On. There we go. Carry on, carry on. Yes. Flip that. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Let's put the fun and functional sports content. We got a lot of people in the chat room. Perry Ying used to do, by the way, the um, Star Spangled Banner in elementary school before uh, uh, before assemblies. That's interesting. That's interesting, right? I, I, I remember I did it in school. I did the Pledge of Allegiance, but I didn't think, like, I, you, y'all sung the Star Spangled Banner in elementary school? That's wild. But in any event, no, the Pledge of Allegiance doesn't count strong style. It's different. You know what I mean? Like, Pledge of Allegiance, I give you. But literally singing the national anthem? All right. But in any event, in any event. Oh, by the way, um, another guy, uh, Jorge H. Senor TD, says uh, Tyler Boyd wasn't that good as the number one at the end of the year. And that's the thing. That's the question with Boyd. He's going to get that number one attention. Everybody's like, oh, the targets will be there. But he's going to also get the number one cornerback. All right. So it's a, it's a, it's a... It's half, a, it's half a dozen of one, six of the other, right, kind of thing. In any event, all right, check this out. Danny, you know how we've been talking about eSports and are they really athletes? I am aware. All right, so I may be coming around on this, oh. that this video game thing is well, real serious. Welcome, welcome to, to, to my side of it. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. So, so first of all, this guy last week won $3 million for winning the Fortnite championship, Danny. He did. How am I going to tell people, like, yo, oh, you're, only, you're silly playing video games when my man is like, yeah, but I can win three million. <laughs> you there know what an, I mean? There was another kid that won one million and bought his uh, mama house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's sweet. That's nice. But here's what I saw. I, I was watching um, Real Sports on HBO, Brian Gumble, and they did a piece on, you know, video games and what they called video game addiction, Danny. And it's real. They've, like, actually termed a new, classified a new disorder. It's called Internet Gaming Disorder, Danny. And what they were saying is, like, you know, an addiction to, like, it could be a drug or it could be a behavior, right? Like, it could be, like, gambling is is an addiction, you know? And they were saying it's very similar to gambling, you know, because it kind of activates the same, you know, physiological elements of the brain, the same adrenaline, the dopamine, whatever it is, and your body like, wants that experience over and over again. 3% of people, Danny, who play video games, develop internet gaming disorder, Danny. I believe that. That's wild. And they're saying, like, you know, the game manufacturers, like, try to do the same thing as casinos. You know, bells and whistles, right? Like, have games that are, like, a maze that you can never get into or out of, like all these role-playing games, right? You know, now people are using real money. They're betting real money or they're using real money for, like, coins or points in the game and stuff. There was a piece. This guy was talking about how he was stealing money from his parents to go, you know, buy, like, Cristiano Ronaldo in FIFA. It's ridiculous. There was one guy, they said that he was literally trying to commit suicide because he thought that's how he would finally beat the games. He wanted to end it all. Like, this is real, Danny. People are, like, people are dying in Korea because they're playing for, like, days at a time and developing blood clots. I'm not joking about this. You know, like, seriously, that is what's happening out there. All right, and so here's the question I have for you, Danny. If video games... Is a, could be a legit addiction. And gambling, we already know, is a legit addiction. Fantasy sports are played on the internet, right, Danny? Right. And this disorder is called internet gaming disorder. It is an actual clinical diagnosis now. 
Okay. Internet okay. gaming disorder. Danny, is fantasy football an internet game? Now, especially, yeah. When it starts. Does fantasy out, football it's... give us the same highs and lows? Yeah. Does fantasy football involve us like using money for competition? Yes. Does fantasy football have like a big community and you know, um, like say the video games? Yes. So, Danny, why, 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 why can't the stats overbeat cipher be clinically addicted to fantasy football? I mean. They can. I, 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 we were talking about this before the show. What do you I, think? I, I feel like with with anything, if you have an addictive, if you have that addiction trait. That, that, that personality. Right, right, right. What? If you're, you're prone going, to addiction. Right. You're going to find. You're going to get sucked in. Yeah. To be addicted to whatever it is. Like, but what I think is funny, Danny, is that like, you know, this is legit. You know, they're trying to validate that this is a legit issue. You know, Mental Beast is saying it doesn't have the instant feedback that gaming does. Interesting. But DFS might. Uh, Mendo, yeah, DFS for sure. You know, DFS might, and I could go online. Also, every website that I bet on, Mendo, there's also like a casino kind of tab where I could like just play video blackjack. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, if you're addicted to fantasy football, the Stats Overbeat Cipher is the place for you. I'm about to get out of here, people. On Tuesday, we'll talk about the Stats Overbeat Cipher League again. We finished our division previews. Okay, I will give you my AFC and NFC championship game, and then we will turn our attention to position-by-position position, rankings, tiers, things like that. We'll start with reverse cowgirl. That's the way I like to start. Or maybe wide receiver or quarterback as well. I'm not sure, but we'll get into that on Monday. Remember, I'm taking the under best people out there that I like. Football, baby. I'm ready. I hope you are as well. Dilly, dilly. Episode 388 in the books. We are only 32 away from Thanksgiving and a uh, special message. We out, Perrying. Peace. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. The Yankees, uh, we knew from day one what their big Achilles heel was going to be, and they've done an amazing job weathering the storm of all the injuries, but it was always going to come down to pitching with them. And it's still a little shocking, Dane, that when it was all said and done, the Yankees opted not to part with a couple of the assets in, in the minor leagues. Instead, embrace them and possibly that's what we're looking at for a September call-up. Maybe that's the ace in the hole. And maybe Severino, maybe all this means Severino's in a hell of a lot better shape than maybe we think he is. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the case, Joe. I'm trying. Let me, let me, let me, brother, I'm trying. I know, I know, I know. And, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Joe. But let me give you, um, and I hate to do it this way, let me give you a glass half empty take, right? Okay. And, 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 and see if this makes sense to you, Joe. You know, like when we've been talking about the San Francisco Giants and other teams, right? When they look themselves in the mirror, 
should they see themselves as contenders and decide to buy, right? That's been my kind of thesis, my narrative the whole time, right? And I've been saying that the Giants, even though they have their winning streak and all, if they're not actually serious contenders, they shouldn't go for it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We buy that, right, Joe? That's like the concept? Absolutely. Okay. So I had a good friend of mine who's a big-time Yankee fan that I respect saying that what if, Joe, what if Brian Cashman's calculus was actually Luke Voigt is hurt, may not come back, is compromised. Giancarlo Stanton is compromised. I know Severino actually is not going to be coming back and good. What if Mm -hmm. he knows that Dylan Batantis is not really coming back? Gary Sanchez is on is the groin train is a problem. What if what if Cashman put all these together in a pot, saw Houston and was like, you know what? We aren't going to be able to beat them this year. Right. We're not. So maybe we don't sell assets and go for it the same way I'm telling Giants that their front office shouldn't go for it. I believe the Yankees were contenders. I believe they were close enough to go for it. I believe they're the second best team in the American League. What did Brian Cashman, when he looked himself in the mirror with the Yankees, was like, you know what? Nah. We're too far away. Let's not mm. fire the gun yet this year. I don't know, Joe. Do you buy that? Like, that? it's a self-defeatist, right? It's him thinking that we're not good enough, whereas I'm on the other side, I'm worried that GMs are thinking about themselves with beer-colored goggles, right, and, and romanticizing. Maybe Brian Cashman was self-deprecating on the view of his team and was like, you know what? Now's not the time to cash in and shove to the middle of the table. 